Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We have the nodes of fate shifting signs into Aries, sovereignty, inner authority, our own unique genius, pioneering our own way, marching to the beat of our own drum, um, coming online on this new moon in a way though that is not to deny relationship community co-creative spaces this is wild um this is also such an evolutionary time so we talk about skip step um, like karmic skip step and what that entails what that is how we can really get into that slipstream um, this is feels to me like probably one of the most karmically potent moments in time that I have felt since I've been looking at astrology this whole month of July. Uh, just and I don't say that lightly. You know, for me, I've really put a focus on creating more space in my life and doing deeper journeys for myself. Um, and really opening up to new, opening up to the new. You'll hear me talk a little bit more about that. Sorry about the sound in the background. Um, you kind of get to meet Tucker in this video. That's my new little baby boy. Uh, he's a German short hair pointer. He's a four-legger baby boy. <laughs> um, but this is his first time hanging out in the podcast room. So uh, there he is making funny sounds on the floor. All right, let me see if there's anything I can add in addition uh, to what is in... No, I don't think I have anything that I want to necessarily add in addition other than Uranus's sextile this new moon. That's what I'll add. Um, Uranus sextiling the new moon, it brings in uh, like electricity in a good way, right? A sextile is a really good aspect it's something to lean into uranus uh, kundalini awakener um, rapid insights lightning bolt uh, awarenesses uh, the unexpected so you can kind of lean into that or just open up to that too in this new moon uh, it's a it's a wild one uh, neptune is trining this new moon i talk about neptune in the finger of god this is another very fated thing happening on this new moon um, but Neptune trining the sun and moon that's another positive aspect and so another thing to lean into or energy to lean into around the dissolving of old patterns the dissolving of old structures the dissolving of things that no longer serve it's new moon so it's new chapter new I talk about it as a new book <laughs> it's that new of a new moon that it's a new book um, so letting, you know, maybe leaning into that mystical energy of Neptune, that spiritual energy of Neptune to just sort of release us, release us from, from karma, right? If we want to get real spiritual about it, doing a, a mystical releasing of karma, a mystical releasing of past lives, a real like 
go deep, get with your soul and be like, all right, like even to the point of soul, are there any contracts to be rewritten here? That's how big I feel that this moment in time is, is like the rewriting of soul contracts in this karmic skip step. It's powerful. It's wild. So it's, you know, possibly going into the Akashic records. <laughs> this is this is funny. Some of y'all will hate me for this because um, your Akashic records are like, this is not how it works. And that's I to I'm totally with you. So this, just know this is like a funny, this is just me being silly and goofy. Um, it's like walking into the Akashic records, right? You walk in, in there and instead of just pulling out your Akashic record book and you're like reading your soul contracts and past lives and, you know, you're reading the Akashic records, instead of that, you've actually like walked in there with a magic marker, like a, <laughs> a magic Akashic record marker. And you're like, yeah, actually, uh, some of this is being rewritten, <laughs> Um, not from an ego standpoint, or you're in there. Let's just say, let's take you out of the picture, right? We'll make this a little bit more how it possibly could be looking. As you go in there, you open up the book, and it's like changing before your very eyes. What you were reading in your Akashic record, it's like changing. It's like ink dissolving, and it's like rewriting itself as you're reading. And you're like, oh my word. That's how I feel like this moment in time is. All right, that's enough. Um, I will leave you to journey into this episode, um, reflect on it, uh, come back to it, pause, make it go really slow because it's pretty fast and it's pretty dense, I think. But would love to hear how this lands for you. We're always in the Facebook group. Um, that's just look up Rewilding with Sabrina Lynn. Same thing, YouTube, if you want to come and watch the video, uh, leave comments under the video. I'd love to hear from y'all. Uh, You'll hear me say, this is my birthday month. Um, so I'd love to connect, maybe in the Facebook group or um, maybe in the comments under the YouTube video. Those are the best places to find me. All right. I love you all so much. Enjoy the episode. New moon and the nodes of fate shifting signs on July 17th. Can you believe that the nodes are shifting signs on a new moon? And the nodes are squaring Pluto, opposing this new moon. That's a grand cross. It's a grand cross between the new moon, Pluto on the opposite, and the nodes of fate right here. By the way, on the nodes of fate is also Eris, goddess of chaos, and Humer, goddess of fertility. So we've got some feminine beautifulness happening in this one. Also, more to the feminine beautifulness, by the way, we're going to dive very deeply into that Grand Cross because this is wild. Like, it's wild. It's karmic. It's fated. It's evolutionary. Um, I want to give you some really great ways on uh, how you can, like, skip step. It's literally called a skip step. So when there's a planet squaring the nodes, which Pluto is squaring the nodes, it's called a skip step. How great is that? Skip step. Like an evolutionary skip step. Can you imagine like there's a way of like hyper speeding, super speeding, working through some karmic goo that you've got in your karmic backpack to like evolutionarily take leaps and bounds toward what is most fulfilling for you. I'm not joking. Like, I'm not joking. I know this sounds like pie in the sky. Like, Samarini, you gotta be kidding me. But it's like booby trapped. So this whole thing, like, yes, that's, that sounds great. Like, put me on the fast track to a life that feels crazy fulfilling, crazy soulful, crazy full of love, crazy full of all the things I'm deepestly desiring. However, it's booby trapped. <laughs>
<laughs> That's kind of um, have you seen that movie? Uh, what is that? The Goonies. Have you seen them? Like that shows how old I am. The Goonies, right? Where there's all these like booby traps and they have to like go through this whole thing to get to the treasure, the, you know, like the ship at the end of the thing with the treasure. And it's like the greatest adventure ever. It's like that. There's booby traps everywhere. So we're going to talk about the booby traps. I'm going to give you some ways that you can like really get in this skip step slipstream, right? Because it's so, it's, it's so good. Um, to me, I have created, and this is just kind of a first invitation or offering or something for you to feel into. Um, don't worry, I haven't forgotten about this other wild feminine aspect that's happening on this new moon and this kind of all of July. So you can kind of feel into everything I'm speaking about as signature imprint of this whole new moon cycle, which is roughly a month long, 28 days, this whole new moon cycle also, this whole 18 month of the karmics of the nodes of fate, right? The karmic nodes of fate moving through on this Aries Libra axis. So this is a signature imprint for the next, for this moment in time, for this next month and this next 18 months where the nodes of fate have shifted, right? So it holds these three cycles. So this might be something you want to bookmark, come back to, write these practices down, write these reflective questions down and be like, wow, this is how I'm going to get the most out of my soul path. Really and truly, this is one of those new moons. This, this is one of those episodes, one of these conversations where it's really about your soul's path. It's really about your karma in this life. It's really about like deeper things like soul contracts, um, soul mates, right? It's taking us into deeper, more spiritual spaces, um, which are more like spiritually fulfilling, more soulfully fulfilling spaces, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, let me just feel for a moment. Uh, I think there was one other thing I wanted to close the loop on. I don't know. We'll jump over to this feminine aspect here real quick. There is a another very very fated so if these this grand cross with the nodes of fate that's very fated right it's very karmic it's very fated grand crosses are very fated right especially with the nodes of fate in them the other alignment in astrology that is very fated very karmic is what's called a finger of god it's literally called a finger of god or a finger of fate right? That's also in this new moon chart. And what it is, is it's Pluto and Neptune in this finger of God. So they're pointing at none other than Venus, who is going retrograde. She's in her shadow right now, and she's going retrograde. This is mental. This is mental. Pointing, so this energy points, right? It's Neptune and Pluto, uh, let's think of Pluto in this moment as evolutionary, deep transformation, evolutionary. I am going, it's very karmic. Pluto's very karmic. Um, I'm karmically evolutionarily going to push you into reclaiming more of your underworld, more of your truth, more of your depth, more of your unconscious so that you can evolve into your next greatest expression of self. That's Pluto, right? He's squaring the notes and he's pointing at Venus, our feminine aspect, our values, Venus brings our values, deep core values, our love, our feminine ways of doing things, our um, 
desires, deep heart desires, pointing right at that, right at that. That's Pluto's pointing at that. Yep, yep. Not only is Pluto squaring the nodes of fate, like where your soul is headed, also pointing at your values and your love and your Venus. Stunning, stunning, stunning. And booby-trapped, right? Can be very shadowy, can be very challenging can kick up all kinds of our defense mechanisms when things get tough, can kick up numbing out, zoning out, uh, can kick up old patterns, can kick all kinds of things. So we got to watch out for that. Um, But let me come back to this finger of God. And so if Pluto is one of the energies, which we've just talked about, um, Neptune is the other energy that we've talked about. Neptune dissolves old constructs. Neptune is literally like the mystic fog rolling in to bring in confusion so that we can dissolve hardwired patterns, hardwired belief systems, hardwired value systems, Venus, hardwired ways of loving, Venus, hardwired ways of thinking this is what love is or thinking this is what relationship is or thinking this is what we desire, right? So very evolutionary, very transformative, in a mystical, create some fog and dissolve old belief systems, old patterns, old all of those things we've talked about, right? With Pluto, who is deep, right? Like, and we're gonna grind in deeper. You haven't gone deep enough. We're gonna go deeper into more of the hidden, more of the unknown, more of the unconscious that's ruling your life. This is stunning. This is stunning. For anyone who is at all called to feminine reclamation work, right? Feminine, Shifting our relationship to our own feminine, shifting our relationship to the feminine outside of ourselves. This is going to be happening. Now, there's an option to consciously work with that. And that's really what is one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves during this evolutionary transformative moment in time. So think this is transformative. I am going through a deep transformation Do I want to be unconscious to that or do I want to be conscious to that? So this conversation is about making a lot of these things conscious, as conscious as possible, so we can make better choices, right? So that we can support ourselves in it, so that we can make really good choices around this. So let's come into practice number two. Oh, this is the part I didn't close the loop on earlier, and it was um, practice number one. Okay, so let's go to practice number one or invitation number one for this moment in time. And it's to really create space in our lives, really to create space in our lives around deep transformation. So giving ourselves time, more time, more space to be with ourselves. Maybe it's as simple as more time to go for a walk alone, more time. Maybe you're a meditator. Maybe you're a journaler. More time to meditate, more time to journal. Being with self, being with inner self is crazy important. So think July and August, especially July, really, really intensely the rest of July is giving self more time to be with myself, more time to be with myself 
more time for practice, more time for inner journeys. This is a time for inner journeys. Okay, so practice number two. Let's, <laughs> now I can kind of come back to where we were at and come into practice number two. What is it that supports you to go inward? So it's less external focused. Look, I'll share it like this, and this is going to be a little in your face, and I don't mean for it to be that way, but the more that we can do internal work, the less that we have to rely on the external to help us to do the internal. Does that make sense? The more that we do our own internal work, like let's say I do the mother love workshop, right? Let's just say rewilding mother love workshop. And I really start to do inner work on my mother wound, right? That, let's say that's what's coming up for you in this moment is inner work on the mother wound. So I take the time, practice one, take the time, take the space, ask the question, where am I really called to work? What's triggering me? What's coming up? What's hot? What's alive? What am I observing and witnessing in my outside world that just seems to keep coming up? Like, wow, I've got some power, power plays, power dynamics um, between me and anyone who feels like a mother figure at the moment, or even between me and children. I'm kind of like having this like weird, um, insecure thing about being around children. Who knows? I'm just giving you random things to feel into um, or an example of this. And so you're like, all right, great mother. And so if we can get really conscious about it, we can go, okay, I'm going to journey into this rewilding workshop, Mother Love, which is actually a real workshop. And I'm going to journey into this. I'm going to do some inner child work that I know about. I'm going to do some journaling with my opposite writing hand, which is a great way to connect to your own inner child. There's another practice. Practice number three, connect with your inner child, right? You just feel into your inner child. Instead of writing with your dominant hand, you write with your non-dominant hand and you like write a question with your dominant hand little sabrina um how are you feeling today and then i put the pen in my non-dominant hand and i write from little sabrina voice like i'm feeling angry okay you're you're feeling then i write back you're feeling angry why are you feeling it? My needs are not being met. I don't feel like um, there's room in the family system to have any needs of my own. Wow, okay. That's that's okay. Let's, <laughs> right? So you can go in. That's just like a tiny little um, example um, of a very powerful way, actually, to access different parts of self. You can do that not just with inner child, but different parts of self. You can hold the intention. Dominant hand is just my conscious self that I mostly identify with. And then non-dominant hand is this, you know, more hidden part of self or one aspect of the fullness of self. So I can pull out like my Lilith, right? I can right to with my non-dominant hand my mars my venus we just talked about venus we could talk we could do my venus like venus like how are you doing <laughs> i am feeling squelched i am feeling like i want to radiate but i'm scared to be radiant and beautiful i'm feeling like there's just not enough room in the world for me because i feel like i'm too much woman i'm giving you all kinds of crazy things so as I'm giving you all these randomly weird examples, something else, this will be practice, I think we're on practice four. Practice number four is what sparks, what, and, and spark doesn't mean 
great spark. Spark can mean that just triggered the shit out of me. Spark can mean I totally fucking disagree with that. Spark doesn't always come. A lot of times, some of the insights that we're going to see, practice number five, a lot of the insights that we're going to see over this month, it's not going to come from a, ah, feel good, you know, place. The insights are going to come from a rub, from a trigger, from a not feel good place. So the more that we can really open up and be okay and just go, this is going to be a triggery time. But the gift is in the trigger. The juice is in the trigger. The aliveness is in the trigger. The reclamation is in the trigger. So if you're like, wow, I'm so in for this transformation and this reclaiming more parts of myself, soul retrievals, right? Again, fated, think soulful, soul retrievals. I'm so in for this. How, where, what? Watch the triggers. Watch for the triggers. Watch for where <laughs> the reaction to the moment that you're having does not match what just happened in the moment. Let me repeat that, right? Your emotional response to the actual events of the moment is not matching this exact present moment. Like you just flew off of the handle, right? You flew off of the handle and it's because, I don't know, someone took the hot dog off of the barbecue in the wrong way. And you're like, oh my God, that is, you never want to take a hot dog off of the barbecue with the fork, you should always use the tongs. And you're just like losing your mind over someone using the fork and not the tongs. You're like, ooh, okay, uh, something is else is happening here. What is a little bit deeper that's going on? It's wildly powerful. It's not super comfortable. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to see our shadow self. We're literally being asked over the next weeks to see the hidden in ourselves, to see the unseen, to start to look at what we couldn't see before, right? So just know that we're literally being asked to <laughs> become conscious of the unconscious. And that's not always easy. Um, something else that can really support, maybe this is practice number six, is have the conversations with soul friends, right? With people you trust, people you love, people who know you, people who can hold your heart as they say these things. But you can ask the questions of like, what do you see that I can't see? This is, this is, these are wild and they require a lot of love, right? A lot of love um, when responding. But, you know, what are, what are maybe some of my blind spots? Or, you know, maybe you start to see blind spots in another and it really genuinely feels like a gift, right? Now, it's not, we're not, I'm not saying we go around and blow everybody up with what we're seeing, but it might be like, hey, I'm kind of seeing this, this thing. Are you interested in me maybe sharing it with you? It might resonate. It might not. I could be totally off base here. I could be actually projecting something on. I don't know, but there's just something that I feel like it might serve. Are you up for hearing it? And, you know, they're maybe like, oh, yes, maybe. 
Um, and that's a way that you can actually open up and then ask, you know, is there anything that you see in me that I'm not seeing, right? It's the hardest to see ourselves, hardest to see ourselves. And we are literally being asked to see ourselves. We are being asked to see ourselves. I'm telling you, this is a time to lean into what are the workshops, the spaces, the guides, the teachers, the coaches, the mentors, the whatever, the practices that help you to see yourself, that help you to see more of yourself, that help you to become more conscious. It's evolutionary. Evolutionary sounds great. Yes, I want to evolve. Yes, I want to evolve into more of me. Okay, but evolving into more of you is going to require that you see more of you, that you embrace more of you, that you embody more of you. Evolutionary is not, yes, there's aspects to it that are just so joyful and so blissful. And of course, I'm not saying that this is a moment in time that is just like so shadowy and so intense and so dark and so deep. There is that, but there is also like joy and humor and hilariousness and You know, what the heck else do we have to do in this lifetime? Sure, I'm going to just do a karmic skip step. Why the fuck not, right? And that's kind of what's happening. Now, the soul is going to do this no matter what, right? Your, Your soul on some level is doing the happiest of happy dances right now. It is literally like, oh, the stars have aligned. Let's move this mofo, right? That's the soul. The soul is seeing this as, all right, the whole world is conspiring to get this human meat suit that I got to carry around into their next greatest expression. This is glorious. Like we will bring in the tsunami, the life tsunami if we have to. We will mess up their relationship. We will make them feel the pain so that they move right? So that they move. We've got Neptune um, in a trine to this new moon. Again, remembering that this new moon energy is also a blueprint for the whole of this 18-month nodal shift, right? So Neptune trining this new moon. New moons are new chapters, right? It's new chapter. It's new beginning. It's, It's fresh start new book like this is like a new book it's not even a new chapter it's we are now in a new book we are being asked to write a new book that's something that i would love to offer as another practice probably the best highest overall number one practice that i would say is this one like best highest number one overall practice if you forget all the other practices this is the one to remember is to continually throughout this entire moon cycle, maybe this entire 18 month cycle, but to continually really point toward what's new and unknown because it doesn't feel comfortable. North node is not known. It's not the known. South node is where we came from. Past lives, karmic backpack, all of that stuff, where we came from, that's the known. That's the known, but we're not being asked to live in the known. We're being asked evolutionary, like like skip-stepped, pushed, shoved in huge, fast, quick ways to move into the North Node, which is Aries, pioneering energy. It's a fire energy. It's the first sign of the zodiac, right? It's self. 
It's inner autonomy. It's true self. It's operating from deep, true self, no matter what. It's sovereignty. It's inner authority. It's inner alignment, right? Ah, it is wild. Here's the caveat. Booby traps. Again, remember I said all these booby traps all over the place. One of the booby traps is in this push towards self, some of us are really going to want to shake off relationships, but that's not true. Some of us are really going to want to go back to like hermit days or lone wolf days or into lone wolf days, into hermit days. But that I'm going to really, really invite you to question yourself on and get other people who know you really, really well to help you to discern whether retracting, pulling back, being really inward and alone and solo is what is truest for you. Because for some of us, many of us, we're going to want to do that. Because we don't know how to do sovereignty amidst relationship. How to do uh, inner authority aligned with true self amidst deep, intimate family relationship. Deep, intimate partner relationship. Deep, intimate sexual relationship. This is really amazing. It is amazing because it's asking us to be full true self while standing next to others. Like, full, feel into that, right? And you might just be like, no, not interested. Nah, mm, nope, nope. But that's where we're being asked to go. Age of Aquarius, Pluto is pushing into co-creative. Aquarius, right? That's collective. That's working together, right? But not this node in Aries. It's not at the expense of self. It's not at the expense of true self. It's in my true shining self. I am giving the greatest gift I can to the collective. I'm not losing myself amidst it. And so some of us, we're going to have to work through a lot of shadow stuff. This is a shadow time, but not, it doesn't have to be again, like I'm going to take myself out for the next six weeks and like self-induced dark night of the soul. It might genuinely be a dark night of the soul for some of us, but don't do this like self-induced, go deeper down the rabbit hole. I was sharing this in our priestess training um, this weekend and it was um, giving ourselves the space to process or to work in our shadow or to move old emotion or to move old energies out, out of ourselves, right? The purification, the releasing, all of that, to give ourselves the space for that, but not to indulge, not to overindulge. It's like I give myself as much space as I need, not a moment more. I give myself as much space that I need to purify, to release, to let go of, not a moment more. Not a moment more. I'm not going to wallow in there. I'm not going to be addicted to healing. I'm not going to be addicted to inner journeying. I'm not going to be addicted to puking out karma. But I'm going to give myself the space to do it. So I'm not going to avoid it. I'm not going to deny it. But I'm not going to overindulge in it. Right. So as much space as needed, not a moment more. Holding that intention very powerfully. That's one of the greatest things that we can give ourselves in this Deeply evolutionary, transformative time. That is what this moment in time is about. It is so transformative. Pluto, 
There is not a more transformative. He's literally death and rebirth. He's death and rebirth. That's the deepest transformation that we can step into. Of any planet, any asteroid, you want the deepest transformation, you work with Pluto. Right? It's Pluto. Um, him being square the nodes. Him being in that finger of God pointing at Venus while Venus is about to go retrograde. Venus going retrograde. It's literally her going backwards. This happens on the 22nd. She starts into October's 40 days, right? So, uh, sorry. And then there's her shadow period. I did another video about this. So we'll point to that one where I really like dove into Venus retrograde more deeply. I'll leave that. There's also, if you're like, wow, I'm really feeling this Venus retrograde. I also did a whole video on Aphrodite, which is Venus. So there's a whole video on that. That's a way that you can dive in. We'll put links up above, links below. It's a YouTube video. It was a previous podcast we did a few weeks ago. So that's a way to dive deeper, deeper into that. Um, uh, what was I, what was I? feeling into um pluto deep transformation venus going retrograde i'll give this overview this is where i was at um her going retrograde that's revising revisiting rethinking renewal uh all the rewords in a retrograde for values this is i want to go deeper i want to go a layer deeper yeah blah 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 there's the feminine there's the you know um beauty goddess of love and beauty and relationship all of that's totally valid but i want to go a layer deeper you can go watch the aphrodite video for that stuff i want to go a layer deeper and i want to go into deep core values it's literally what's being pointed at deep core values deep core beliefs deep belief systems are being uh light is being pointed right on your deepest beliefs who do you believe you are what do you believe you're here for uh, what do you value? What do you think are your values? Are they still true? Did you absorb them from your family? Did you absorb them from society? Are they your core values? Your soul's core values? Not your family's, not your society's, your soul's core values. Not your soul's core values when you were 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 even right? Your soul's core values right now, and they evolve and they change, right? So what I valued when I was 30, I'm now 43. I do not value the same things that I valued at 30, right? Also, my ego values different things than my soul. My heart values different things than my soul. My emotional body values different things than my soul. This is what does your soul value? And can we put that first and foremost? Because that's the only thing that's going to give you fulfillment in this life, right? It's the only thing that's going to give you fulfillment in this life. This is also an alchemist new moon. It's a new moon for the alchemists, right? Alchemy. Every part of you is in alignment. That soul leads the way because that is your deepest, truest core. That is fueled by the divine, right? Soul leads the way. Heart is in alignment with it. Mind is in alignment with it. Emotional body is in alignment with it. This is why the alchemist could turn lead to gold. This is why they can manifest in the way that they do. This is why they can create in the way that they do. Because everything is in alignment. Everything is in alignment. All of their power is in alignment to do one thing. And it is fueled by the divine's one thing. It's not their little ego. That has like minuscule power compared to your soul self, which is in alignment with the divine, right? The divine piece of you, 
when we can access the divine piece of self and we can make decisions from there, like the divine piece of self is what's leading this, this crazy train, right? This life, this crazy train, the divine piece of self leads the crazy train, right? Because it's your greatest, your greatest expression. It's the truest one. You, we want to talk true self. That's your divine self, right? Sorry, this is my little puppy's first day in the room while I'm filming. Um, and so if you hear little squawks and squeaks in the background, that's him. And he's just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Mom's talking, she's getting fired up, and I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, so apologies for, uh, his name is Tucker. Apologies for Tucker's little squawks in the background. Um, so this divine spark leads the way. Everything in you, all of your chakras, we could go with chakra centers, um, the chakra system, we could go with the different uh, bodies, emotional body, physical body, energy body, mental body, all of those different bodies of self. We could go with anything, it doesn't matter. But if everything can get behind the divine spark, oh my gosh, do you have any idea of the power available? That, 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 that's, that's, that's pure creative power. You're literally tapping into pure creative power, pure creative power, pure creative essence. But you know what? You have to get out of your ego. But that's what this is asking for. Nodes of fate. That's soulful. That's soulful. That's soulful. A finger of God. It's called a finger of God for a reason. But feel into that. It's pointing at a feminine aspect. So part of this following the divine spark, soul, is feminine based. Feminine, the feminine is often associated with the soul. The masculine is often associated with spirit. The feminine is often associated with the embodiment of the divine, right? Where the masculine is often associated with the non-embodiment of the divine. The feminine is the seen, the masculine is the unseen. When we're just talking about spiritual aspects, right? We're talking about masculine and feminine expressions of, of the divine. And so it's pointing at the feminine and it's kind of saying, hey, the key to this is the feminine right now. The key to this is the feminine. These next 18 months, you want your sovereignty? You want your inner authority? You want this alchemist power to create your life? You're going to have to get right with your own feminine. You're going to have to get right with the own embodiment of your soul. You're going to have to get right with like the embodiment of that divine spark within self, deep, deep, deep down into self and then letting that lead the way. Letting that lead the way. That's, that right there is the fucking mic drop. I literally don't need to tell you anything else. I don't need to tell you anything else. I've literally just given you the whole secret, the whole secret to your most fulfilling life. You're going to have to do something about it though, right? It's not just, wow, Sabrina, you just revealed the greatest secret ever. Oh my God, this is it. Holy shit. You have a lot of patterns that go against that. I have a lot of patterns that go against that. I'm doing this video just as much for myself as I'm doing this for you. It's me saying there is an even greater way of doing this. There is an even, there's a, a way with less resistance. There is a way of following this divine spark, which leads to my greatest, most fulfilling life, right? <laughs> All the things that I'm craving, deep, deep core things that I'm craving, all the things, they're right there. They're totally possible. And there's a way that this can happen quicker, skip step, quicker, faster, with less resistance. That's what's being asked right now. Quicker, faster, with less resistance. 
but I have to put in the effort to get the resistance out of the way, to get the blocks out of the way, to get the resistance out of the way, to get my heart rewired so that's it's on board to get my old family fucked up patterns around relationship on board so that I can create a new relationship that is evolutionarily totally fucking different. So feeling into that evolutionarily totally fucking different. How you run your business, how you raise your babies, how you make love, how you treat yourself, how you self-care, how you create something in the world, how you think in the world, how you manifest in the world. Evolutionarily totally fucking different blow up the box. This is a moment in time of blowing up the box in the rewilding team. Like how we do what we do, like blowing it up. There is a better way, a truer way, a more aligned way, a greater way, a more love filled way, a less gooey, old, gross, patriarchal, disgusting way. That's also what Pluto's bringing in is everything that he's missed in Capricorn, old structures, right? Old patriarchal shit, old ways of doing things, the old gross fucking way of being in business. This is just one example of this. The old gross fucking way of being in business, of marketing, of selling, of all of that shit, right? One example, that's him taking his last swoop. There's a better way to do this. There is a better way to do this, a newer, truer, more love-filled, more aligned, more soulful way, more soulful way of sharing things in the world. It's wild, this moment in time. All right, let me, let me give you a couple more things. Eris is on, what is Eris on? Eris is on the North Node. So we got this grand trine, right? The grand trine where it's the new moon, opposite is Pluto, and then you've got the north and south nodes, right? That's We've been talking about this the whole time. As the nodes shift out of Taurus, Scorpio into Aries, Libra. Libra is we, Aries is me. But it's not to uh, deny we, it's to take those gifts and that wisdom that we have from relationship, from codependency, right? There's gifts and there's wisdom in that. There's gifts and there's wisdom of having lack of boundaries. I know many of y'all, like we struggle with boundaries. We are empaths. We are sensitives like a mofo. We don't even know who the heck we are. For those of us who are ever in that camp or have ever felt like we don't know who the heck we are or we have a hard time discerning self from other, this is going to be our time. These 18 months are going to be our, way, our time to figure that out figure that out, but it's who am I? Not disconnected, not running off to the cave, not being a hermit, right? It's who am I still totally plugged into the infinite all of everything. It's stunning. It's stunning. How do I live still plugged into the infinite all of everything, knowing this high mystical truth that I am part of the co-creative soup of everything, all is genuinely one, and we are having that experience. But there is also, in addition to it's both and, a sovereign, inner, autonomous piece for me to be singing. I am a thread in the tapestry. What is my thread and how do I weave my thread even more truly? How do I speak my truth even louder? How do, right? It's refinement, 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 refinement in how we do that. How you weave your thread in the whole of everything. How it is that <laughs> you stand in yourself, in your truth, fully fulfilling you. And in that, you are giving your greatest gift to the infinite 
all of everything. You in your unique true self is legit the greatest gift that you can give to the infinite all of everything. It's the greatest gift you can give to your family. It's the greatest gift that you can give to the people you work with, your community, and everything. It is. It is. It is. Now, it's removing all the false masks and all the layers and all the weird belief systems and all the weird core values that are not ours, peeling back all of those layers to get to true self, to get to our true essence, to really get to your unique genius, your unique gifts in the world, your unique voice, your unique way. And that's fucking hard. It's fucking hard because most of us have spent a lifetime being told that doesn't fit, that is not appropriate, we need you to not be that wild or not be that beautiful or not be that genius or not be whatever the hell it is so it's really we are being asked to shed all of the stuff so that we can come into our greatest truest expression of self in a way that is coming from that divine spark of life because that's the truth right that's our deepest truest soul core self uh there's, there's a thread here. I might have to do another podcast on that. Uh, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to leave that there um, because this, this little piece is like jamming. There's a ego. That's the piece that's just smashing me in the face right now to bring into this is um, <laughs> this is <sighs> lean into Neptune and let Neptune dissolve the ego right? Let Neptune dissolve the ego. This it's, it's not coming into self and sovereignty. Here it is. Here's the piece. It's not coming into self and sovereignty from an egoical standpoint in any way, shape or form. That's going to be the tricky part. This is part of the booby trapping, right? Is, you know, we get hoorah, rah, like, yeah, I want to, I want to speak my truth. I want to stand in my unique genius, but it's still coming from an ego place. It's still coming from an ego place. It's still coming from a place of fear or a place of lack or from a place of not trueness. Or It's like the, the true place that we're, we're getting to is I'm just going to be me and I'm not doing it for any outcome. I'm not doing it to try to get something. I'm just going to be me just because I, I just, I'm just going to be me. It's not because it's going to make me more successful, not because it's going to you know, make me happy, not because it's going to whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to do because that's, just, there's nothing else to do. Why, why would I just, why would I want to be anything other than just me? From this humble, it's like humble sovereignty, humble, like so fucking humble, so humble. Don't let the ego get in there or this will mess it up. That is the big booby trap. Because this is soulful. This is not egoical. It's not egoical into Aries. This is going to be the wild, wicked expression of it. I am warrior, and it's going to be driven by the ego. In Aries, North Node in Aries, that's Mars. That's war. But where is the war coming from? How divine. There's holy war. There's divine war in ourselves. There's a holy war happening in you. There's a holy war happening in you and hope to God it's the soul that's going to win, right? That divine spark, let that win. Let that win. Let that divine spark win. Let that lead the way, right? Let that be the one that um, guides us. Okay, whoo-wee, this one's got me fired up a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to go for too much longer. I want to kind of close this loop on Eris is... 
squaring the new moon, right? Because if Eris is on the north node, Eris is squaring the new moon. Eris, goddess of chaos and discord, defender of truth. This just adds in more, right? It's more of a feminine, a fierce feminine aspect of I will create chaos so that you get to the truth. I will create the chaos you need so that you can get to the truth, right? Um, on the south node is uh, goddess of fertility, uh, goddess of creation, which I love. And if you feel into South Node, that's like bringing those gifts and that wisdom forward to stand in our own unique sovereignty and uniqueness amidst everything. It's still in relationship for a lot of us. It's still in community. It's still in teams. It's still collaborative. It might be even more collaborative, but it's coming from a truer place. We're going to be asked to look at how are we in relationship? Are we in codependent? Are we in independent? Or have we evolved into interdependent? Interdependent, the highest expression of relationship. Interdependent. I as whole sovereign self come into interdependent relationship with you as whole sovereign self. Right? That's, that's evolution of relationship. Right? And it's stunning. It's stunning. If you have rewilding your relationships, that particular online program, do it during Venus retrograde. The 40 days where Venus is retrograde, do it now. Do it while these nodes shift signs. Do it when Venus goes into retrograde. Start it sometime in July, maybe beginning of August, right? But do it. It is a stunning time to be going into those practices around are you operating in codependent relationship? Are you operating in independent where I actually just can't even really necessarily be in relationship? I want to be in relationship, but I can't because I don't know how the only other pattern I have is codependent and then I have independent. But there's a third pattern, an evolved pattern, an evolved, stunning, healthy, glorious pattern of relationship that is interdependent relationship where you are whole sovereign self and you are still in intimate relationship. You are still in partnership. You are still in soul groups and soul families and soul tribes and you are still working, right? And you're in teams in your business or whatever, right? So that's huge. That's, that's huge. Maybe, maybe we'll open up rewilding your relationships. It's not open right now, um, but we'll think about it. Um, yeah, we'll think about it. <laughs> if you go to sabrinalynn.com, there's a newsletter sign up. Uh, that's where we announce the first of everything, the first of like free things that we do, the first whenever we open up workshops or we do discounts or we do like fun giveaways. Um, we also announce every podcast that ever goes out or bonus episodes. Sometimes we just release things on audio and we don't put them on YouTube or vice versa. Um, and so if you're not on the newsletter, but you're like, shit, I want to be in the know, man. Are you opening up this um, RYR? That's what we call it, Rewilding Your Relationships. Uh, thing, we'll put a link, like go, go join. I, I, I'm not a writer. So you're never going to get more than what's necessary for me. I'm not, I'm not a writer. I'm a, this is what I do, right? That, that's what I do. Uh, so it's only ever newsletters about like good, solid, real things that are going on. Okay. Uh, enough of that. Let me feel if there's anything else on this heiress. 
Homer, the south node, we're bringing the wisdom into new forms, into the blank canvas, into new ways of doing things, into the unknown. So it's literally taking the Libran wisdom, Libra is where the south node will be at, Libran wisdom from relationships, from balance, from harmony, right? From equality, from masculine and feminine balance. We can look at it from that standpoint into our sovereignty, into our true self, into our unique genius, our unique expression of self, and how that gifts the world in the greatest way. It's finding that alignment. I'm telling you, we've got an opportunity in this skip step. You find that alignment, you are on fucking fire. You are on fire, right? Your life is on fire in the greatest way possible, right? It's passion, it's aliveness, it's aligned, it's deeply fulfilling, it's satisfying, it's nurturing, it's all of that. could be intense to get there, could require some deep inner work, could require rewilding your relationships, right? Doing that program could require doing the mother love program, could require joining our monthly membership bones where, what did we do in July? We actually go into inner child and then we work in this masculine and feminine balance, right? So if you're like, ooh, I don't know, that sounds pretty good to me, that's something, we'll put that below. Who knows what August 1st will be. It's always in alignment with the energy though. And it's a container that holds you, right? It's a rewilding container that holds a lot of Shakti and a lot of transformative juju. And every month there's three, uh, three gatherings per month, three live gatherings per month. But on the first of every month, it's in alignment with the energy and it's just literally pouring in all of whatever uh, we're able to tap into for an evolutionary standpoint, pouring into it. So if you're like, I need some support and I don't know what to do, that's always available for you to join, right? Something I really wanna say is just don't sit on your haunches. Is that how you say that? I've never said that line in my life. I don't even know what, I, I kinda know what that means, but um, don't just sit there, right? Get off the fence right? Shit or get off the pot. I think I could come up with a billion of these silly, weird things that I never use, but um, do something. Support yourself. Make a choice. Even if it's, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm whatever, what, whatever. There's a free heart warrior workshop. That's on Sabrina Lynn. Go do that. There's a six faces of the feminine. If the feminine's calling, that's a free masterclass. Go do that, right? There's a astrology masterclass I did where you run your birth chart. You can see something I would suggest everyone do is look at where these nodes of fate are at in your chart. What house is it falling into? That masterclass shows you a way to run a free birth chart and find out where these nodes of fate are falling. So what house are these nodes changing signs in? That will tell you the area of life that will be really loud for your own sovereignty, where you're really stepping into true self. It's all of your life, but this will show you, okay, you're stepping into true self in family. You're stepping into true self in career. Literally, that's what the chart will show you. So if you've never run your chart, if you think, oh my gosh, this is too complicated, I make it so super simple and it's free. We have zero excuses. You have zero excuses to not know where this north node shift is taking place in your life. Zero excuses, zero. It's a 90 minute thing. You could probably fast forward and do it in like 15. Run your chart, get the thing, figure out where the nodes are, right? Dive in a little bit, reflect on it. I am telling you the insights around nodes for me has been more than my sun, my sun, my moon, and my rising all put together. I've learned more from my nodes of fate, my north and south node, and watching them, tracking them than I have from anything else in my chart.
Seriously. Seriously. And that's partially because I'm also so um, here for the soul journey. I'm not, I'm not here for the surface level journey, right? Like give me the deep, soulful, spiritual journey. That's the one I'm here for. And if that's you or you're like, I don't know, let me go check it out. Those are your nodes of fate in your chart. All right. So that's down below too, is that masterclass. Um, I'm sorry that I'm yelling. I just get really passionate and I see this moment in time, like, please know that this comes from a place of just love. And how can I share some of this like fire and passion and fuel? Like, how can I help to fuel you to to get the most out of this moment? So just please know that it's coming from that place. If you're like, Jesus, Sabrina, back off. Um, just turn the volume down or something on YouTube. I don't know. I'm not for everybody. We all know that, right? Like 80% of people, this will be funny. Leave a comment. I want to hear, this is what I want to hear about. So, so this is my birthday month, by the way. This is what I want to ask you for, for my birthday. Um, uh, my birthday is on July 30th. By the way, July 30th is apparently the most auspicious day of the month. I don't know. I didn't pick that. That was on an astrology, like astrology podcast or something. Uh, most suspicious day is August, or July 30th. So if there's something that you need to do this month, you might want to just feel into July 30th as something, you know, launch something or who knows, whatever. But anyways, here's my birthday ask for you is, this is intense. I want to know. Uh, let me feel. There was one I was going to ask y'all, but I feel like that might be a little too scathing. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what was your first impression of, of me or of rewilding or the first video that you saw? This is what I wanted to share. 80% of people will say, you scared me. You freaked me out. You triggered me. I hated you, uh, and which I'm totally okay with. I'm totally okay with that. I think that's beautiful at this point. Probably not when I first started rewilding nine years ago. Uh, that was really like, <laughs> but now, yeah. Uh, by the way, this Aries Libra access, it's also going to ask you to um, really stand in your truth and amidst any other's judgments, opinions, <laughs> criticisms, all of that stuff. So just to weave that in. Okay, but here's what I'm going to ask for, for my birthday. Um, I don't know, just anything in the comments that you feel like might be a birthday gift. Who knows? It could just be like, you're cute. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> or uh, just blessings for the, who knows, whatever. Uh, what I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'll leave it up to you. Um, and you certainly don't have to. Um, yeah, certainly don't have to. But you can leave your first impression if you want, but it's probably going to not be like a super feel good. Okay, I am totally like taking um, us into some weird, wild rabbit hole of stuff. Let me see if there's anything else that, here's the final piece. This new moon um, is in Cancer, right? So sun is in Cancer, moon is in Cancer, really honoring the protective nature of the crab, honoring, this one I love, the emotional depth, the emotional wisdom, the intuitive nature of the crab. So amidst all of this wild energy, this is part of what I think makes this a little bit more of a tougher new moon, is because it's in Cancer, so it feels so deeply, it's so intuitive, it's 
so sensitive. It's so empathic. And when it gets overwhelmed, that's why the crab has the shell. Like, <laughs> like my inner world is so rich. It is so deep that I have to have some protection around me. And so that's just something to really feel into, play with. Like, it's not bad to have the protection when it's in the right place, right? To the right degree at the right time with the right people in the right moments, but not to overprotect and not to underprotect. So it's like the perfect amount of protection. Um, yeah. So feeling that feeling to mention that and just really honoring your emotional nature during this time. Uh, it's going to be a little bit easier when the sun shifts into Leo when, you know, it's not a new moon with so much Cancerian energy. It'll be a little bit easier on our emotional system. It'll be more challenging in other ways, but not as challenging on our emotional system. But there's big wisdom to be had in our emotional system if we can slow down, give it the space, give ourselves what we need Right? Part of our inner journey can be just, what's the wisdom of my emotions? What's the wisdom? What are my emotions showing me? A lot of times our emotions during this new moon with Pluto squaring the nodes and the finger of God pointing at Venus is, okay, if I would like to feel my way into more of the unconscious, feel my way into more of what's revealing itself to me, feel my way, right? What do I need? How can I, what are my emotions showing me? And that's a great doorway in because they'll take you deep. Cancer will take you so deep, so fucking deep. It's stunning. It's stunning. It's so stunning. Water, depth, right? Emotions. Um, uh, final piece. Actually, no. I will, I will leave it there. Uh, I'll just say Jupiter squaring Mercury, expansive thoughts, right? The mind, Mercury, Jupiter squaring Mercury, expansive thoughts, expand the mind. That will really help with this new chapter, this walking into the unknown, this creating, you know, new ways of doing things. Um, and again, I'll leave you with go do that. Go run your chart and figure out where this north node and south node are at go figure out where uh, what house they're falling in it can be very very insightful of course if you're called to right like don't do anything that you're not called to um watch for triggers watch for triggers uh, i was listening to something and i got so triggered but it was such a tricky trigger that it went into denial right and it took me a day to catch it uh, so just watch for triggers. Don't let the triggers close you off from the next greatest leap forward. Don't let something trigger you and trick you into uh, believing. It's like safety security, right? That's what the triggers are for. They think they're keeping you safe. So the ego is thinking it's keeping you safe because it's keeping you in known patterns known ways of doing things, known ways of being in relationship, known ways of making money, known ways of living, known ways of being in your body, known ways of health, right? And we're literally being, we're, we're being asked to push against those known ways and the ego is going to grab onto those so tightly and so strongly and like, no, 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 but we know it here. It's not safe in the unknown, 
right? If that's what this moment in time is about. And so again, find those spaces, find those workshops, those programs, those people, those things that really feel like uh, it's a container and a supportive space for you to move, evolutionarily move into the new, move into the, the unknown, honor the triggers, honor the ego that's wanting to keep you in the same place because it wants to feel safe, but move into the new. If you're like, how do I access some of this, uh, these, some of these like hidden unknown fears or, uh, yeah, unconscious patterns. If you haven't done deepest feminine fears, I really recommend it. I re this is a really good time. So that's the last episode that we did, right? So there's the Venus episode and then there's the deepest feminine fears episode, super supportive of this moment in time. Um, again, we'll put links to all of that stuff. All right, I'm done. I am done. <laughs> I love you all so much. I look forward to seeing you in the comments in whatever way you feel like hanging out in the comments. I will be there reading everything the first couple of days, probably the first week after this video goes out. All right. Um, I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. So much love to you. Mwah.